It's that time of the week again where I declare the show must go on and this episode is all about GB hockey. We might have to wait another year for the games in Tokyo, but we don't have to wait to hear from some of its stars. Mixing sport and comedy to help ease those lockdown woes. Here's who's on today's show. You're listening to the show must go on on Union Jack Radio. And I'm Tom Daly, your gold, definitely not bronze star guest announcer. Yeah! Joining Lindsay on the show today are hockey players Sam Ward and Holly Webb, yeah, and comedian Tom Deacon, yeah. Sam Ward is a hockey player who won bronze for England at the Commonwealth Games and competed at the Rio Olympics in 2016. Holly Webb, MBE, scored the winning penalty in the Rio Olympics final to beat the Netherlands and win a gold medal. I haven't won a gold medal, but I have got two bronzes. So let's just say I do have a gold. Yeah! Tom Deacon is the comedian and radio presenter who has regular slots on Radio 1, has appeared on the Rob Brydon Show, Dave's One Night Stand, and is a regular at the Edinburgh Fringe. I had a fringe once, but I didn't like it because it stopped my forehead tanning. So I got rid of it! Yeah! I'm so excited for the show today. A little bit of weed just came out. Over to you, Lindsay. The show must go on on Union Jack Radio. We'll hear more from Tom later on. You've just heard all about them. Time to welcome our guests and where to start this week. Our comedian, I suppose, is as good a place as any. He's one of the busiest comedians on the circuit and I need to mind my step here because he knows the radio business pretty well as well. It's Tom Deacon. Tom, hello. Ah, uh, Lindsay, what an introduction, eh? It felt ominous there. I know radio. Yeah. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I did it for a little while. Yeah, and stand-up comedy. I don't know where you're getting that information about being busy. My calendar's empty now. I don't know if anyone else is having this problem. There's no point buying it at the start of the year. But I'm I'm well and I'm very happy and enjoying the sunshine at the moment. In that case, your agent is doing a very good job of making you appear like you are in demand. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know that. I know that you love your sport and I hear that one of the things that's been keeping you busy these last few weeks has been doing interviews with F1 stars. Is that right? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the one thing about my agent is he is consistent. If there's no work coming in, he's he's brilliantly consistent. Um, however, yes, uh, the <laughs> F1 Virtual Grand Prix, it's something I've been doing for the last three years, hosting in the world of esports, which at the moment has sort of taken over. But it was always bubbling behind the scenes. And, and now F1 drivers are joining in to be part of this F1 Virtual Grand Prix where we basically go to a Grand Prix that should have been happening. And then we get the likes of Sergio Aguero, Stuart Broad, Sir Chris Hoy joined. Uh, I don't know how he got those thighs in the rig, but... Uh, uh, he would be in the car as well uh, and, and everyone was racing and then we've got like the likes of Ferrari's Charles Leclerc winning a lot of the races at the moment so it's bizarre but brilliant and it, and it brings a lot of joy to people in, in these times. You have been right in the thick of that esports explosion I know and I bet that's really been helpful during coronavirus and lockdown. Uh, it's it's caused more arguments with my girlfriend, yes, uh, for being on on my PlayStation. But yes, uh, it, it, is, it is a privilege to be a part of that. I, I think it brings a lot of um, escapism to people and also the best thing and my girlfriend is mainly complaining about the fact when I wear headphones I chew quite loudly I'm unaware that I'm even louder when I'm talking (laughs) so um so she said we're playing a games where I can chat to my mates online so essentially I'm connecting with people that I don't get to see at the moment so that's my excuse no chewing allowed today okay no I'm just I'm just really loud Uh, I really apologize I'm sorry well it would be remiss of me not to remind everyone that we had a motorsport special after that chat That was last week with Max Chilton and Jamie Chadwick, and it's available now to download as a podcast. Well, our athletes today are only at ease when they've got a stick in their hand of the hockey variety. We welcome to the show GB stars Holly Perm-Webb and Sam Ward. Great to have you both on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It is brilliant to have you both on. Um, Holly, you're now captain of Team GB Women. You also famously scored the winning penalty in Rio 2016 when the team won gold. Before the postponement happened, bring people up to speed with where you were in terms of qualifying for Tokyo and where it's left you now. 
So we uh, actually qualified for Olympics last November. So 2019 was a big year for us. So we qualified, had a little break. And then the main focus from that, that point in has been on preparing ourselves for the Olympic Games. So we were supposed to actually go away to South Africa just before the lockdown for a warm weather training trip against some international opposition. Obviously, that got cancelled. And then we were just training from home individually. Obviously, the Olympics at that point were still going ahead. So training as if we were going in our own garages and bits. Uh, and then obviously the postponement happened. So, yeah, we've sort of had that goal and aim and, and carrot just extended again a little bit beyond when we thought we were so close. But it gives us an extra 12 months, I guess, to prepare. So, yeah, it's not it's not all it's not all bad. There are wholesale changes as well to this team that won gold in Rio, aren't there? So quite a few retirements have happened, uh, younger players coming through. Was that going to present its own challenges as well? Yeah, I think after every Olympics, you always get that. You get a number of players that retire and, and then obviously that gives an opportunity for youngsters to join. I think after Rio, a, a significant number retired. You know, our captain, our sort of vice captain, lots of players with lots of experience retired. But as I said, that that gives an opportunity for youngsters to come through, which they have. And, and in 2018, after the World Cup, we had sort of another changeover period as well so I think for us as a women's program I think actually an extra 12 months will be an advantage for us because we're a very young squad mm -hmm. so I think it will give, give those girls with less experience you know a year more experience to find their feet in international hockey and, and I think then in Tokyo next year yeah we should be a better prepared team. And of course, across the board, that's the case. You know, some sports are benefiting from this extra year. Some are feeling the heat from it. Uh, Sam, what an eight months it's been for you personally. I don't even know where to begin with this. So in November, you were playing in a qualifying match for Tokyo. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, in the qualifier on the 3rd of November, there was a shot at goal. I was in a bit of a bad position, really. And I got hit by a ball from about seven yards away, square in the side of the eye which obviously shattered my face in numerous pieces. There was seven fractures, I think it was, seven or eight fractures, which is now being repaired with 31 screws and four plates. And the impact sheared off the side of my eye socket, crushing my eye into the side and tearing the back of my retina, meaning that I've lost central vision um, for life. So that's not ideal. Uh, so it's been a bit of a whirlwind last eight months for me, really. Now, the start of this year, you decided that you were going to try and make it back to where you were, which was a hell of a thing to try and take on, especially with considering that. I'm sure a lot of the advice you were given from doctors at the time and coaches was that you might not actually get to those dizzy heights again with Team GB. Yeah, definitely. It's a fine line of making some life choices because obviously you only get one set of eyes in life and, and you lose one basically and uh, obviously you're going back out and obviously it's a freak incident but it can happen more than once really so you've got to be a bit careful and think about your future as well. Um, so actually weighing up everything to whether playing again is a risk uh, and how I kind of saw it and early on I was I was pretty much like I'm I'm, I'm done here. But as an athlete and, and how we're kind of wired, I think um, we just don't want to give up. And I thought, well, if I didn't give it my best shot now, then I may live with a regret in the future. So uh, I went to South Africa over Christmas and had a holiday, came back after 10 days and went on Monday. I'm starting a six week return to play and we'll give it our best shot. And uh, it was going pretty nicely. I was I was getting better and better, I felt. And actually during lockdown, I feel obviously the vision can't get better, but actually just day-to-day -day life and getting more used to just having one and a bit eyes is is definitely getting there and hopefully when we come back out of lockdown I'll be I'll be firing on all cylinders. So you've been using brain training apps to help you to to recover haven't you and this remarkable comeback that you talk about I mean don't, let's not play this down you were actually hoping to return to the GB squad for Tokyo. Yeah, definitely. So I've actually been working, uh, they're a company called iGym. Um, it's a lady called Dr. Cheryl Calder. Um, they actually, I think, worked with Clive Woodward and the 2003 World Cup winning rugby side. Right. Um, she basically has devised loads of different like app-based games they are. It's 10 minutes a day. I go online and you just do these different exercises. It's all about decision making and basically it does lots of different things to be able to judge depth again and things like that so it kind of is retraining the brain but it's retraining the eyes and making the eyes stronger to work together so actually it has a general purpose and I can't believe 
I'm a bit of someone who, if you said to me, go on an app every day, I'd laugh and play some games that, that my eyes had improved. But honestly, the improvement is phenomenal. And obviously, that's the kind of thing that I was back with the GB boys for two weeks. Wow. Um, I trained with the squad for two weeks. Uh, I played in six club league games. And yeah, I was I was pretty pleased with how I'd started off. Yeah, I'm getting there and I'm excited to to be back out there. But actually, this postponement of the games probably is going to result in being more beneficial for me because it's just to me it's an opportunity to spend an extra 12 months strengthening my eye and trying to get used to it and getting used to the protection and stuff that I actually play in. That's fantastic stuff and you know hats off to you to have that attitude. Um, Let's bring back in comedian Tom Deacon so how inspiring is that story Tom? It felt like the wrong time to bring in a comedian uh, after <laughs> yeah. what was an incredibly inspiring story and and I've actually watched the video, uh, Sam, it's on YouTube and uh, it's just the passion that you have to do that. And, and wearing the glasses when you're playing, I kind of, it just reminded me of Edgar Davids playing football. I just loved him. So iconically, you're, you're looking amazing. And obviously to get him back playing is just remarkable. And also if it is in-app games, uh, just be careful of in-game purchases. Uh, that's something that's a real hit. So make sure uh, you're not spending too much on that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we've certainly got to grips with some of your story already. This show is all about getting to know the characters behind the sport. We'll carry on doing that and we'll also be delving further into Tom's life as a comedian as well. Also still to come on Union Jack, we'll hear Holly and Sam's motivational songs. That's more to add to the series playlist, which you can find at unionjack.co.uk. All of our guests will give a film or a DVD recommendation to watch during lockdown and there's round four of the home decathlon challenge with athletes currently beating comedians by a score of two to one no pressure there then tom i'll be honest with you i'm terrified i'm sweating if the whole comedians as a group are resting on my shoulders for this this result it's not gonna happen You're listening to The Show Must Go On with me, Lindsay Hooper, and this week I'm joined by comedian Tom Deacon, along with Team GB hockey players Holly Permweb and Sam Ward. There aren't many events that cause the 10 o'clock news to be delayed, but Holly's gold medal winning moment in Rio was. Tom, do you remember watching that? I do remember watching it. I was in a studio doing a radio show at the time and I cared not for the music. It was just watching that penalty shootout. And they're just the moment where you've got Nicola White, you've got that equaliser to make it three all and then going to the penalty shootout. And of course, uh, meeting Holly, who scored that final penalty now, I, I feel, I, even though I can't see her, just to know that I'm close to that magical moment uh, from that person is is uh, yeah is a privilege oh and Sam what was the reaction like from the men's team well um obviously absolutely delighted I've got I was actually at home uh, I watched it on tv and there was an, about five or six of us that actually flew home obviously after our flop so um yeah it was amazing uh, I'll never forget lying on the sofa watching it and uh, just thinking how incredible it was obviously Holly's shootout at the end was was class and it was just an obviously Maddie saves as well so I think the biggest thing for us as well it's amazing for them but what it's done for our sport overall is is somewhat incredible. It was one of those sporting moments that just captivated everyone in that moment. Holly did it all feel a bit surreal when you got back home and has it changed things completely in this country now for women's hockey? Yeah, it did. I mean, at the time, we had no idea who was watching back home. We had decided as a squad before the Olympics to go on a social media outage. We weren't going on that. So we had no idea how many people were following it or watching or the the excitement that was building up back home. And obviously, we were just focusing on on our jobs. Um, But I think it all started really when, when we were on the plane on the way back. And I think one of the air hostesses said to us, like, do you realise what it's like back home? And we were like, what do you mean? And, and then we got off the plane and sort of, I think half of Heathrow's staff were outside the plane clapping us. And then we then we came out the airport terminal to to see our friends and family. And, and I remember seeing a little kid first and he was in a, a Surbiton hockey club kit. Wow. And so there were people there that weren't even our friends and family that were just hockey fans that were there to sort of greet Team GB back. So that was a, a really special moment. And yeah, the first few weeks after we got back were just busy, surreal, just unbelievable that that amount of people had tuned into a hockey game, people that had never seen hockey before. Mm. 
and I guess this is what Sam and I kind of want to get out there is hockey is such an amazing game. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's fast. It requires like a lot of skill, um, a lot of tactical knowledge. It's got everything. And we know that. And, and, and the hockey sort of family out there know that. But general people who haven't seen it before didn't, I think, until they saw that game because of the opportunity that it being on sort of BBC gave us. So that was incredible. And I guess the best thing since the Olympics, as Sam said, is just the amount of people that have taken up the game either for the first time. So youngsters or, you know, we know a load of mums that there's back to hockey programs for people that played at school Mm. and want to get back into it have started up and hockey clubs and hockey participation. And even since London, actually 2012 has increased dramatically. And, And that is what Sam and I and hockey lovers want people to to do is get out there and play the game and and hockey I think it's great because you can play in a women's team you can play in a men's team or you can play in a mixed team and all clubs have got both genders and it's great for just mixing and socializing and meeting people. It has done so much for the sport that is undeniable I mean let's take you back to that actual moment Holly what was it like at the time because you had that pressure on your shoulders to take that winning penalty we know from watching England football over the years what penalty shootouts can be like in hockey I take it that you're just as nervous. Yeah, they're pretty pretty similar. Um, the only difference in hockey uh, is that you get eight seconds, and you sort of a quarter. You've got a quarter of the pitch, eight seconds. It's a one on one with the goalie. We had been practicing them as a group of sort of ten, I think, um, and only five get to take them. Danny, our coach at the time, had we'd been to numerous shootouts uh, tournaments before, and and I was never picked to be one of the five. Um, and then at the at the end of the game, Danny came down and read out the five, and I was number five. I mean, luckily, all all of the penalty shufflers that could potentially have got picked had all sort of planned and prepared um, and watched the Dutch goalie. They had gone to penalties against Germany the game before. So we'd all sort of done our homework. And in, in that moment, I remember on the pitch, until it got to sort of Lawrenceworth, who took the one before me, uh, she had her save. So then, then it was like, right, I've got to take mine now. So th- it was only then that I was like, right remember our processes and remember the things I've got to do and and from that moment in I just was in this bubble where it was just me a goalie a hockey pitch and and for us that's that's just normal that's what we do on a day-to-day basis and it wasn't until the sort of ball had gone in the net that all those processes all that calm controlled practice just went out the window and you know a celebration I'd never planned um and didn't know really what to do apart from try and get to my teammates as quickly as possible and so it was just the most incredible incredible feeling something you sort of dream about as a kid but you never ever ever imagine it would ever come true and no one can ever take that away from you I think this is a perfect moment for us to get a first motivational track of the show let's start with you actually Holly given your uh, your experiences in Rio I don't know whether you're going to pick a song that means something to you from then but you've got a song selection so what are you choosing yeah, so it's not actually from Rio. Um, I, I listened to loads of different songs, so it was really hard for me. Uh, the first one I picked actually is a relatively new-ish, and that is a song by Sam Fender, The Sound. We'll hear that now. Here it is on Union Jack. to the show must go on with me Lindsay Hooper and this week I'm joined by comedian Tom Deacon along with Team GB hockey players Holly Pernweb and Sam Ward it's always nice to get the reaction from the other guests to the song choices and we started with yours Holly Tom and Sam what did you make of that starting with Tom well listen guys extensive years on radio I know full well that I have to be very complimentary of the song I liked the guitars uh, so thank you very much Holly for that track (laughs) 
How about you, Sam? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> it's good news because there are three more songs to come and you get your turn as well, Sam. Uh, plus Tom will take on Sam or Holly in our Home Decathlon Challenge. Remember, all of the challenges so far are over at unionjack.co.uk on our show page. So have a go. Let us know how you get on at Union Jack Radio on Twitter. Matt Wollstonehome showed off his skills with uh, the Lou Roll Keepy Uppies last week, but he is a professional freestyler, so he had a bit of an advantage there. Sam, you've been taking part in some isolation games, haven't you? So you should be a dab hand at this later. Fill us in on what that's all been about. Yeah, so um, basically first few days of um, lockdown, I decided uh, just to do a couple of jokey events of what I thought of the Olympics, just trying everything but my own in a way. And so I started, I think the first one was Skeleton Bob. Uh, That was one of the early ones. I mean, there was 31 of them in the end, so it's hard to remember what order they were. There was show drumping and dressage in one. Uh, literally everything but yeah I just thought let's try and put a smile on a few people's faces I actually originally thought this isn't going to go down very well it's not that funny and it kind of just gradually got more and more popular in which then it resulted in a campaign with TikTok and Team GB to raise money for the British Red Cross as well so it actually kind of spiraled out of control we kept it going for a long time and uh, yeah the biggest thing then it obviously helped the British Red Cross so that was uh, pretty incredible as well. And GB Hockey, they got quite far in this from the bits I saw on TikTok. Yes, so uh, there was no fixing, I can assure you. Uh, (laughs) But GB Hockey won it overall against Rugby Sevens. I think we were pretty lucky in the fact that a lot of the followers are hockey fans, so they voted for hockey no matter what, and they really enjoyed my impression of uh, Danny Kerry with a a swimming hat on my head and a bit of foundation to match the colours in. I want to know about hockey itself at the moment in the current situation because team sports, what are you allowed to do? I think so many of us are thinking if you're having any guidance about returning to training and competing, are there going to be precautions? Are you going to have to disinfect sticks, wear masks? What, what's it like for both of you? What have you been told? So a lot of that at the moment and the detail is sort of being worked through by coaches, support staff and, and people within our organisation. So obviously got announced last week that elite sports uh, individual training can start obviously it's, it's difficult for us because we're a team-based sport so I think that it's down to each national governing body to work out how that exactly is going to look we also train at Bisham Abbey which is where various of the sports train as well Olympic sports anyway so I think they're working through the detail at the moment uh, hoping to do some form of individual training if we can but all of us at the moment uh, obviously in various different locations across the whole uh, of the UK. So we're all doing our training in our garages or um, on our bikes or whatever. So, um, yeah, we're just waiting to get the heads up about when we can start actually picking up our sticks again. It does feel like a long extended period uh, with with no stick in hand. There's obviously bits and bobs we can do around the house, dribbling, trying to avoid smashing windows and uh, <laughs> being a clumsy fellow like myself, then uh, there's a strong chance there could be. So I, I'm actually completely banned from any hockey completely at home because uh, anything could happen. And Tom, you were meant to be filming your very first stand-up comedy special, weren't you, at the moment? Is that is that what May would have had in store? Uh, yes, well, May would actually mean I would actually be in New Zealand right now in good old Auckland. But but to be honest with you, you know, I was going to be there for the New Zealand Comedy Festival. And then just before I went, I was going to be recording my first ever special. No one asked for it, but but I was going to record it and, and put it out there. Uh, but to be honest with you, with the whole New Zealand thing, I, I don't mind. I, I didn't do well last year on that long flight. Like imagine a long flight in your head and then times it by four 17 hours on one plane was Mm. just too much when I landed I felt emotionally broken physically broken and hungry it's the closest I've ever felt to being vegan and the last thing you wanted to do was make people laugh I guess (laughs) uh yeah pretty much uh but but so so you know what I would have missed my girlfriend and and actually with the guys with the hockey thing I do have a question for them and I don't know if they can answer this my girlfriend um to put it into contact visually imagine Nicola White fiery redhead that's my girlfriend my question is how how do you get the hockey bag to stop smelling? It's in our hallway. If there's any ideas for how we can uh, stop it from stinking, uh, <laughs> I'd really appreciate that, guys. Well, my husband's banned mine to the garage, so that's one way. Uh, <laughs> but I know, I know I know, other girls sort of put them in the washing machine, empty them out, put them in the washing machine quite a bit. For, for us, it's more shin pads and shoes. Shoes are the worst. Shoes are the worst. And you have to sort of put newspaper in them, keep them outside. 
change them regularly because they just yeah start stinking i tend to go for the leave it in the car route so my car smells like a kit bag instead uh, my kit is still in my car from the last training session and game i played so my car currently smells like that that's lovely for anyone you give a lift to sam <laughs> people don't really want to lift from me at the best of times so i'm all right and if, but yeah i've currently hotboxed my car to smell like a hockey pitch so i feel like i'm at home <laughs> i love that idea that you just pop to your car when you're just missing hockey a little bit and just <laughs> breathe it in and then go right back to uh, back to social distancing here we go that's how i get my daily dose of hockey if you have to pop to the shops doing your social distancing sh- shopping and then all of a sudden you go yeah back to the pitch it's I, I get my fix every day is that what you're doing at the moment sam because you're actually working on a building site at the moment so that's how you're reminding yourself on the way in is it yeah, definitely. That's the way I see it on the way. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the way to training. It's just a sledgehammer instead of a hockey stick. So pretty similar <laughs> the way I play hockey, that's for sure. You've had quite a few different careers. You were a car salesman as well, I believe. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, don't believe everything they say about car salesmen. It's true. Um, that was back in the day. I did that from the age of 18 to 23. And if I'm completely honest, I absolutely loved it. And and that sale of a car has a very similar buzz to scoring a goal. And for you, Holly, you could be of great use to me in the future. Aren't you <laughs> studying accountancy? Yeah, I am. Uh, so I work as a management accountant part time. And yeah, I've got two exams left now. So after 15, I'm nearly there. Tom, you've worked at Radio One. You've travelled the world presenting sport as well. What other jobs did you do before comedy? Oh, uh, that is a very good question. I worked at Specsavers for a little while. Don't want to go on about it. Don't want to boast. <laughs> My favourite bit. Not like, I mean, I'm not technically qualified in any way, but I would do the pre going into the room to be examined. So I'd have to ask them to look at a hot air balloon when they'd sit down and put their head in a, not like go outside, look at a hot air balloon. I know that sounds mad now, but uh, there's like these little machines that you have to set up. Uh, it was a pe- paper boy. That was that. That taught me about determination, getting up in the morning. And it taught me disappointment. At Christmas, you were building up to get the tips from the owners. They would leave you a card. And the disappointment when I take the card and it would have like a pound coin in it. And you're like, Are you? I've been through snow. I've been through rain. I have been <laughs> torrential rain. I've kept your paper dry all year. So yeah, it taught lessons for life. Life lessons, definitely. Um, Well, Sam, before we get to another motivational song from you, we heard from Tom Daly at the top of the show. He's back with a question for you both. Hey, guys. um, Do you find it difficult that football, rugby and my bum seem to hog the limelight and so hockey might not always get the recognition it deserves? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Um, I don't know how to answer that one. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. It's one of those things where it is a tough challenge when you play an amateur sport, but we chose to do this. I am actually completely honest that I wish I was a cricketer. Um, so actually, it was just I was, I was better at hockey and that was kind of the way I went. But yeah, it is obviously a tough world that we're in sometimes, but you have to kind of crack on and do everything we can. But I think obviously on the back of the girls' gold medal, that kind of gave us, it gave us a lot more publicity and that means we can kind of grow the game as much as possible. Yeah, I think obviously we we want hockey to get more TV exposure. So because I genuinely think the more people watch our sport, the more people would love it. And so then the the fan base will grow. Um, I I also uh, feel strongly not just about hockey, but about women's sport, because, you know, you say football and rugby hogs the limelight, but that's male rugby and and football so I also think there's an opportunity right now to get and especially right now where people are craving to watch something is to also get more exposure for for women's football and women's cricket and netball and boxing get everything on there so so little girls can aspire to be athletes just the same way as little boys can and hopefully it will it will get more as the years go on. And you never know from next year at Tokyo as well. Um, Sam, it's your turn to select a track. Which is the first song that you've opted for and why? Just because I like it. It sounds good. It's got a nice beat to it and uh, it puts a smile on my face. So uh, my first song is Martin Solveig, Juliet and Romeo.
Lindsay Hooper and this is the show must go on on Union Jack Radio where I'm joined by comedian Tom Deacon and Team GB hockey stars Holly Pern-Webb and Sam Ward. Still to come, the Home Decathlon Challenge where we pick comedians against athletes and we also ask you to join in, plus more motivational songs. Have any of you picked up any new skills during lockdown? I'm curious to know. Uh, Holly? Um, I mean, I've been studying a lot and uh, training a lot, but yeah, I've, I've done a bit more baking than probably normal. I, I really enjoy that. And, and I've done a bit of DIY around the house as well. What I'd love to do is sort of learn the guitar and learn how to play that. We know that Sam's been putting you to shame with the DIY skills. So he's been on a building site. You, you're quite handy with a sledgehammer now. Yep, I'm known as Sledgehammer Sam uh, on site at the moment. And basically, if it needs knocking down, give it to me. If it needs building, don't let me near it because I'll be knocking it down anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how I'm currently working. Yeah, no time for anything else for you. Uh, Tom? Uh, well, for me, I'm, I'm with Holly on this one. I got into baking in a big way. And by accident, actually, there was a point where you can't, and I don't think you can now, get yeast or, or flour. It's still in short supply. You, when you see it, nab it. So I asked a friend of mine who runs a cafe in London, do you happen to be able to get me some flour? He said, no problem. I can get you six kilos. When I came to pick it up, he said there was an issue. He missed the one off. So I have 16 kilos of strong white flour uh, <laughs> in my house. My girlfriend thinks I've, I've lost it, but that's pizza dough. That's fruit crumble toppings. Uh, it's also fresh pasta that I'm making. If you need flour, I can sort you out, guys. Just uh, just add me on Insta, all right? Oh, well, what goes well with baking, uh, film and box set. So this brings us on nicely. We ask all of our guests to give a film or a DVD recommendation during lockdown. Um, it's getting more difficult as well because you can't repeat ones that have already been on our list, which you can find at unionjack.co.uk. Uh, Holly, what's yours? So I'm taking it back a little bit. And if ever I'm sad, I, I'll put on Gavin and Stacey and watch some of them. Easy to watch. I love Ruth Jones and James Corden and love Pam and Mick and all the characters. So yeah, if, if I'm ever down, I, I whack that on. It's brilliant, isn't it? And it's the sort of show that you think, I really wish I hadn't seen this and I was watching it for the first time. So if you are discovering it during lockdown and you haven't watched any of it before, you're in for a treat. Um, a more recent one from you, Tom. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, one thing, definitely go and watch uh, Sam's video on YouTube about his journey. That's very inspiring. Also, if you, if you want sport in your life, the last dance guys listen up i'll say it one more time the last dance is phenomenal it follows the journey of the chicago bulls and most importantly michael jordan but it gives you that insight into what was happening behind the scenes and how determined uh, michael jordan was to win at all costs and to at times to annoy his teammates it's just it's phenomenal like i, I didn't i'm not a massive basketball fan i like it uh, sure if it's on i'll watch it but this to to understand what's going on the fabric of a team and how you build success is uh, it's, it's truly phenomenal and then the thing is Lindsay I, I forgot that where I was watching it on Netflix that you have to wait seven days for the next couple of episodes to come out oh I hate it when they do that to you it's like killing Eve oh I'm watching that as well uh but uh, seven days to wait I mean you learn patience in this period I was I was really sad and my girlfriend came in she says what's the matter I said I've just realized the last dance isn't on for another seven <laughs> days and I really wanted to know what happened to the Chicago Bulls and Dennis Rodman oh watch it you'll love it oh okay and a sign of the times that we live in most people when I ask this question go for a box set but Sam you've got a film for us I have and it's uh, Happy Gilmore the reason I like to see myself as, as Happy Gilmore, really. <laughs> I, I think I've started my life on him. He wanted to be an ice hockey player. I wanted to be a cricketer. He ended up being a golfer. I'm terrible at that as well. And uh, and I ended up being a hockey player. So, yeah, I kind of see that's how I kind of see it. It's, it's a nice, happy film and uh, it all out worked out in the end. And that's kind of how I kind of live my life. So I just love the film. It always puts a smile on my face. And I reckon I watched it over 100 times. So, yeah. Thank you very much for those recommendations. It will help pass a few more hours for all of us. Um, I have got someone back with a question. Hello, who's there? My question is bigly simple. If you were president like me, instead of being massive losers, what would you change and why? China. Of course, Donald Trump had to get involved. Uh, Holly? Gosh, that's a tricky one without thinking about this beforehand. Maybe maybe make sort of life a little bit like university where you work four days a week and then on a Wednesday everyone plays sport. I think that would be quite a good one to introduce. 
Oh, I like that suggestion, especially being put on the spot there. That's yeah. very good. Uh, Sam? If I was present for the day, we'd have a two-day working week. <laughs> Whatever Holly can suggest, I'm just going to halve it. <laughs> yeah, no, my suggestion is just switch the weekend for the week. You get all week off and then, sorry, got to go to work for the weekend. Double pay as well, apparently, a, a weekend. So <laughs> You're that naughty one, Sam. You know, when the genie grants a wish and they say, so I can have more wishes. <laughs> that is me. That is me, 100%. Yeah. Tom? Well, um, frustratingly, I, I live in London for work and uh, you have to get used to how fast people walk. So listen, uh, what I'm suggesting, if I was leader, is we have a, a kind of um, a line down the middle. You've got slow walkers, fast walkers, and then uh, doodlers as well. If we could just do something like that, just to help people like myself who like to amble along. I'm on board with that too. And when people have very little awareness, so they, oh. they may be like walking in a line of three or four and don't realise that they're also going really slow and blocking the whole pavement. Yeah. Oh, oh it's your pavement now, is it? Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't get that email. Could we all just, do you know what I mean? Let's have a simple system. Uh, and it's awful because now I live in London. I'm now the annoyed person <laughs> and, and I never used to be when I lived in Southampton. But anyway, different story. You never know, on- Tom. Social distancing might mean that we get something like this. Oh, people are definitely checking behind their backs now, aren't they? Uh, so if people are too close to them. So I think it, it, some good can come from this. Let's not forget that. Show us go. Hi, I'm Tom Daly, and I'm currently sat at home in my Speedos, tanning my gold, definitely not bronze, skin. Yeah! You're listening to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. Don't worry, it's not terrible like my show Splash on ITV. (laughs) Holly, Team GB women have a new coach since the last Olympics. Uh, Mark Harger is now on board. So how different has it been working under Mark? Yeah, so Mark came in after the 2018 World Cup. We've had him for a year. He uh, used to be the head coach of the New Zealand women's team. So we were aware of him, sort of had him as an opposition coach. And now he's ours. Uh, quite a different style to what our old coach uh, Danny was. But he's a really great guy, very people person and plays a slightly different style. So as I said earlier, I think this extra 12 months for us playing under Mark with a different style, sort of different tactics, will be good just an extra year to Im- embed those things in. But uh, yeah, so far, so good. Really enjoying working with him and sort of brought a bit of freshness into the team, I guess. And Sam, Danny Kerry, who won that goal with the women, is now working with the men. Has that winning experience brought something new to the side? Yeah, I think um, he's freshened it up. He's brought a lot of youngsters in and he kind of likes to mix it up. He, he likes to keep you on your toes. And actually, yeah, for us, we've we've changed the style of play we play completely since we since when we were under Bobby. So uh, there has been a big change and obviously very different, as Holly said before, different, different styles of man management as well and things like that. And it's been great. He, obviously, he's he's got uh, so many medals under his belt. If you've got an Olympic gold medal, a European gold medal, an Olympic bronze, you've got a lot of experience. So him bringing that across to us is brilliant. And now he's kind of just getting used to the way the way we are different, and just kind of working to make the make kind of fit players in the best he can to the best structure. So uh, that's nice to see as well. Tom, one of the key differences between athletes and comedians, I think, is all to do with this coaching. Because as a comedian, you don't get a coach, do you? Or or do you? Uh, Well, listen, Lindsay, uh, I'm glad that we finally got the opportunity to to dispel this myth. Athletes and comedians are exactly the same in their preparation. (laughs) Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, No, we don't. We we don't get a coach. Because the the best thing about being an athlete is you, you get to work with other people that want to push you along. Comedians are kind of socially awkward people, really. So I want to know that. How do you get better? That's how they get better. How do you get better? Uh, just cry if a gig goes badly, not want to have that feeling again, um, become more socially <laughs> recluse and just work on jokes. Um, you, you, you get better by, um, when you've got an audience in front of you and you're telling them and sharing these ideas that are yours, it hurts your feelings if it doesn't go well. So you go away and work on it or blame the crowd. Those are your options, uh, but you have to inwardly find, ah, oh, this is working. And, and so sometimes if you might get a show director, say you're doing a, a festival show and you're writing a whole hour someone else to watch and go that bit doesn't work can improve you but they're not really coaches they're just people that you respect and think that are funny 
to watch over your stuff occasionally. Uh, we'll have another break now before we come back for the Home Decathlon Challenge with you all. And Sam, I think we'll get your second track next. Which one have you chosen? Um, so this one I've gone, this got probably some of the best memories. So I've chosen Ed Sheeran. I was watching a video this morning about when we won bronze at the Commonwealth Games and we were all singing, having a beer together and it's just a very good memory of mine. Those ones are always the best when they mean something to you. Here you go, Ed Sheeran on Union Jack. When I was six years old, I broke my leg I was running from my brother and his friends Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down I was younger then Take me back to when I found so This is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio, a mix of comedy and sport to help you get through lockdown. Sam Ward has chosen both of his motivational songs, but there's still one more to come from Holly Pern Webb. Uh, did you enjoy that one, Holly and Tom? Yeah, I loved it, actually. Um, I, I do love a bit of Ed Sheeran, and that's a great tune. I totally agree. It was a great choice. I think it, you've, you feel a bit embarrassed if you've got a bit of Ed Sheeran in your, in your back catalogue of tunes, but just the imagery of celebrating... I love it. I've got more imagery to come of celebrating, but from which one of you, I don't know yet. Uh, we know you've been missing live sport and we've set a little game of our own. So let's find out from John McEnroe what this week's Home Decathlon Challenge is. Thanks, Lindsay. So... Coin curling. Here are the rules. Each participant needs a table, three coins, and three condiments. Each condiment must be staggered back 20 centimeters from each other from the end of the table. The aim is to put the coin at one end of the table and push it with the palm of your hand as close to the other end of the table as you possibly can. If you reach the first condiment, you get five points. The second, 10, the third, 15, and if you get the coin right to the edge, that's 25 points. I mean, whoa, come on. Highest score wins. Who's got the sauce? Let's find out. (laughs) So how were you feeling about this when you heard the challenge, guys? Uh, Did you understand the rules? Because it's quite long-winded. Yeah, I was pretty excited about it. Never, never done it before something to add to my cv i think oh new experience for holly sam's been doing isolation games but new to you yeah it was a, uh, let's i think we maybe get it in the open early i decided that uh, i'd try and give myself a different point system so i got 5 15 and 25 and 50 points so oh did you yeah sorry a bit of cheating <laughs> from me so uh yeah we'll, we'll see how that pans out then uh, tom I love that just giving himself whatever points he wants <laughs> and i'd say from macro you cannot be serious sam with the way you've treated this but i loved it i even brought in some of my baking ingredients to help me Well, let's start with yours. Okay, comedian Tom Deacon. Let's see what he's got with coin curling. He's dressed in pretty athletic-looking clothing. Got a tracksuit top going on there. It's looking good. Let's see what he's got in this challenge. All right, let's go for it. I'm using these three coins. They're two pence pieces because I'm a baller. Here we go. Okay, using two pence pieces. Let's see it. Oh, okay, false start. Not ready just yet. Here we go. Okay, steady, steady start there with a solid five to the first one. Here in the second. Whoa, that's gone straight over the edge. Too much juice on that one. Let's see what his third attempt's like. Here we go. Well, I mean, look at that. That's a 15 right on the edge of the table. Not quite hanging off the edge for 25, but that's a pretty good show and some pretty good showmanship at the end there as well. On the instant replay, look at that. Very nice technique. It's 20 in total for Tom. 
You were so close, Tom, to getting it right on the edge. We couldn't quite give it you, but it was so close. I know. The, the, I mean, I, I forget how strong I am uh, as a as a comedian athlete slash athlete. Uh, I um I, I just put too much zip on it and it went flying. I'm still actually looking for that two pence piece, but uh, very close there. I feel that's a strong score. It was a strong score. I think you started us off well. Uh, we'll bring Holly in next. Okay, Holly Webb, let's see it. There's no intro here because she means business. Straight into the test. Let's see this first one. Okay. Whoa, that's starting off with 15. Incredibly strong. She looks focused. She looks poised. Here's the second. Okay, a five. Not so bad. And then the third. Here we go. Poise and athletic. Oh, look at that. That's 15 again. I mean, that's phenomenal work on the replay there. A couple of 15s and a 535. Very strong from Holly Webb. Oh, she's already overtaking you, Tom. Uh, but we've still got Sam's to go. Let's see what Sam got up to. Okay, third and final competitor in this condiments challenge. It's Sam Ward right now. He's got 35 to beat from Holly Webb if he wants to take the top spot. Okay, let's see what he's got. He's wearing some sort of athletics vest. Looks like he's ready to run track. We'll see if that improves his performance or not. Okay. First attempt is awful. That's way short of the five mark. Not looking good at all, but the second is a lot better. That's 10. Coin nearly coming off the side there, but he's managed to keep it on. Okay. Fumbling a little bit, dropping the coins, but here's the third attempt. That's 10 again. 20 in total. Not bad at all, but... In this condiments challenge, Sam Ward not cutting the mustard. Holly Webb in first place with 35. Sam last with Tom Deacon with 20. (laughs) So your doctored scoring system didn't help you, Sam. Um, Holly's still coming out on top there, but she did represent the athletes for both of you. And that means that the athletes on this occasion have beaten the comedians. So we'll uh, we'll remind everyone now that on the overall leaderboard, it's three to athletes, one to comedians. Uh, Check it all out online at unionjack.co.uk. Also have a go at the challenge yourself, film it and send on Twitter at Union Jack Radio. Tom, Tom, Tom. I know. I feel like I've let everyone down. I can I can only say to people I'm going to come back stronger. If I hadn't have thrown that two pence piece off the table, it could have been a different story. But congratulations to Holly. In clutch moments, she delivers. We saw that in 2016. We're seeing it again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have another question. Who is it this time? Hello. Yes, that's right. It's David Mitchell here. To be perfectly honest, I have very little interest in hockey, but I'm being paid to ask this. So... Could you tell us about your favourite hockey moments growing up? So, uh, I think my favourite memories are from when I played at my first club at Balp Hockey Club. And we uh, were lucky enough, we had a really good group of girls and we got to sort of under 11 national finals tournament, um, which was incredible. I remember not sleeping the night before because I was just so excited. I had this brand new stick that I'd been bought for my birthday. Super, super excited, warming up, hit the ball and it cracked in two. <laughs> so um, I remember my dad having to sort of rush to the nearest hockey shop in the hockey club and pick me a stick, which was far too big, but uh, played with that for a few years. So yeah, I think playing junior hockey, is just so much fun and still friends with quite a few of those girls now. I'm also on the under 11s, um, <laughs> under 11s national finals playing for Beeston. And weirdly enough, we played in the national final against St George's College, um, which now is the home of where I play my club hockey for Old Georgians Hockey Club. So that's quite nice. And we actually uh, won the national final slash tied it and they didn't want So It was three all in the game. It went to a penalty shootout. It was one all after three penalties each. And there was a conversation between the two coaches for about 15 minutes. They came back and decided that it wasn't fair for anyone to have that kind of pressure aged 11 and we were going to share the national title. So, yeah, that was one of my first and best memories. Ah. Lindsay, you're not going to ask me? Okay, Tom, your turn. I thought you were going to ask me about my hockey memory. I was It was year eight. We went down to the AstroTurf. I ripped open my knee and had sand in it. It stung for a week and my back hurt. But apart from that, uh, greatest sporting memory. Listen, uh, it doesn't get enough 
praise or, or awareness. 2010. It's not under 11 as well, is it? It is actually, Lindsay. Uh, oh my gosh. What is it with under 11s with all of you? No, no, it's 2010. Oddly enough, it was my first day on Radio 1. It was a big moment, very nervous, but also Southampton FC, my beloved, were playing in the Johnston's Paint Trophy and they beat Carlisle at Wembley 4-1. Greatest sporting memory. I think we can all agree on that, can't we? Guys, guys, guys. What's the Johnston's Paint Trophy? Come on, that was the first bit of silverware since 1976. <laughs> um, so actually, Holly and Sam, you you did both choose under 11. I'm just wondering, do you still enjoy hockey? Because if that was the, the most fun moment and you went back to under 11s. Well, you said growing up. So obviously it would have been the Olympics and, and the Euros gold we won. Um, but I was going back to childhood and, and I think Sam and I were both lucky. We were at really good hockey clubs, really good junior sections. So we had lots of fun. And I think you you always think back to where you started because that's that's why you are where you are now. So yeah, very fond memories of junior hockey. Well, thank you all for coming on the show today. Um, I'll finish by asking you all, what is next? What's next for you, Holly? Uh, literally, what's next? Um, <laughs> webinars and chats with the girls, um, individual training. And, and yeah, we're just waiting to get back and, and to be able to train in small groups. Um, and then obviously, as, as lockdown further eases, hopefully together and then, yeah, build into to the Olympics next year. We're in massive focus. So there's lots to look forward to. Sam? Um, in about half an hour, I hope to be taking down a chimney and a couple of internal walls. Um, and then hopefully <laughs> I'll uh, go out for a nice seven and a half K tonight, post post that. And yeah, it's just kind of focusing back, uh, keep working on the ice stuff and making sure I'm in the best shape possible for, for when we can finally return. Hopefully it's it's Sam's own chimney, not someone else's. I just want to make that very clear to everybody. Uh, so if you are missing a chimney, you know who it was. Uh, guilty. Um, uh, for me personally, uh, lots more stand-up gigs online, which is different because I have to do it from a spare room because my girlfriend, um, she's a teacher, so she gets precedent on the best room in the house, which is the lounge. And doing the F1 virtual Grand Prix at the weekend on a Sunday night. So yeah, and, and just just enjoying the nice weather from my window, mainly. And where can people follow all of you? We'll go the other way around this time. Tom Deacon Comedy on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, Instagram's the best place for me. For me, Instagram uh, is, is the place of choice. Uh, and my handle is Samuel underscore Ward 13. And same, I, I prefer Instagram and it's hollyweb11. Well, we wish you both, Holly and Sam, all the very best when Tokyo Games do come back and we hope that you both are going to be there and perform well again. Uh, we wish you all the best as well, Holly, with your accountancy exam that you've got coming up. Um, and we'll end with you and your final song choice. Which one have you gone for? So again, tricky, but I took it back to growing up. As I said, remembering why I started and, and when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of Oasis and loved it. So uh, didn't know which one to choose, but I went for Supersonic. Thank you for listening to The Show Must Go On. And a reminder that if you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, it does help other people find the show. We'd really appreciate it if you took the five minutes out to do that. And we'll be back again next week. The show must go on is created by Offside Productions Media, supported by the Audio Content Fund. I need to be myself.